Welcome, everybody. Bill Wellness Experience Season 2, Episode 1. Got my guy Warren Martin. He's the owner of uh, Sync Fitness and Movement. Um, he's also a best-selling author, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him in so we can chop it up a little bit. Warren, what's good, man? Hey, bud. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. All right. Awesome, man. Awesome. Have a good New How's Year. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Ready for 2020. Can't complain, man. Awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. So I want to thank you, man, uh, for joining me, uh, taking time out of your schedule. So, uh, yeah, man, welcome to the to the Bill Wellness Experience. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. You know, you usually when I bring people on, I always get started by adding a disclaimer. But but since you own your own stuff, you know, I ain't really got to add that disclaimer because you ain't really got a boss to answer to. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just myself. <laughs> yeah. That, that's and the, the way wife, to go. Yeah, man. But I. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, joining me. So I, I want to start off, man, with something, something simple, man. How did you uh, how did you get started in the in the in the fitness business? There we are. Um, I started right out of uh, college, um, pretty much um, not knowing what I'm going to do. Didn't really know how everything worked. So I just started working at a gym. Um, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. So that's what got me into fitness um, and uh, started with a business degree and was like, no, I don't want to be in a suit. Um, so I started working at a gym and it just my goal was always to be the best, whether it's cleaning machines or um, doing sales or, you know, I, I had a boss, of course, and I just wanted to impress and, uh, you know, started there, man. I didn't really know where to go. I had no mentors back then. It was the digital world wasn't here yet. Um, mm -hmm. So I got lucky. Uh, There's a guy from, I don't know if you know what Apex Fitness Group is. Um, yeah, but, uh, that was a big thing back in the day. Um, and then NASM and ASM, um, it was new back then. Uh, it was kind of the, the certification that no one wanted to get because the passing rate was so low. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm a kind of a challenge kind of person. So, Definitely. but, but also at the same time, I'm a slow learner. So I'm, I have to repeat things a lot. Uh, to learn, but uh, um, so I, I would say I, in the fitness industry, I wasn't really a trainer at first. Mm -hmm. I was, but I was a student. I mean, again, I had no clue about anything. Um, luckily, my boss was big on sales, so mm -hmm. I had to learn scripts and tours, and and I would have to say that's what pretty much gave me an advantage at the beginning is really understanding the sales part. It wasn't, okay. you know, yeah, the personal training's fun and all that, but if you can't sell, you're not yeah. going to have any customers. Yeah. Exactly. You said you were in the Marines. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you go to Marine straight out of high school? Yeah. Yeah. Three days after graduation. Um, okay. And okay. I did it not to make it a career. Um, my dad died when I was a teenager, so it's kind of to get me away from everywhere, anyone I knew, gotcha. and set myself straight. You know, teenage kid okay. um, needed that 
I guess that push and uh, wake up mm-hmm. to reality. And, uh, you know, that's why I went in that direction at the beginning. Absolutely. And I, I that, that's probably helped your in your fitness career, learning that discipline early. Cause yeah. I mean, there, there's people that's, you know, 40, 50 that still don't have the discipline to, to do in, yeah. any sort of business. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of times, um, again, I think my circumstances kind of led me in the right direction. Um, I think a lot of young crowds come in thinking they're going to save the world right off the bat and they don't want to get their hands dirty, do the grunt work. Um, and I use grunt cause that's in the military. You start off as the grunt, <laughs> you know, you're not at the top of the chain. You're doing pushups for no reason <laughs> a lot of times, but, uh, um, I think the grunt work's so important, like being in the trenches, um, cleaning machines, understanding how the business atmosphere works. Um, One way or another, you're going to have to go through that. Um, You're not going to start off at the top. Um, I wish I could say there was a way, just not going to happen. You know, uh, but some people have to learn one way or another, you know, so, uh, but uh, what got me into the entrepreneur world, I didn't know existed. I was in a generation brought up uh, uh, that you had to work for someone and you work your way up the ladder and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, it, it's just the entrepreneur world's a whole different breed of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to embrace the failures and just keep on pushing forward, you know? Um, but what got me to that point was I worked for a guy in a gym that wasn't the most pleasant, um, but I'm not the type to quit. I'm the type tried to prove someone wrong. And I just mm-hmm. started building so much leverage. And that's what I even tell my trainers that contract with me now is try to build your clientele leverage so huge that a gym has to have you. And that's what I did. I was bringing in them more members than the salespeople could bring in. And so I had huge leverage, you know, at that point. Now it could be unethical or ethical. I'm, I'm a big ethical guy and, and, and really big on, uh, um, you know, keeping your word and whatnot. Uh, so, but I build leverage and, you know, in the fitness industry, egos are big. So <laughs> when you build a business in a build a business, it doesn't go really well. Um, if that other owner has ego, so kind of pushed me to jump out. So, you know, I started in 2000, about 2005, five years into it. Then I started my own entrepreneur business. Um, and it was like okay. jumping off a cliff with, wings and then building the wings on the way down. Um, I went from a salary to zero, like instantly when I made that decision. And the risk thing is so important. If you're going to build a business, being safe is you'll get nowhere. Um, so, you know, that that's one thing I did is, is I took that risk, you know, and the great thing about humans is survival mode kicks in. And if you're trying to survive, you can't fail. Like you will find a way. And, and 
you know, you're going to have those hard times and whatnot. But I worked under gyms for a good, contracted in there for a good 10 years, you know. Um, okay. And then a bunch of failures in trying to uh, start my own business. And uh, so happened I landed open in my own gym, you know. And then that was another leap. And I remember when I opened this gym, I remember at Kroger Line, and I go to pay groceries and I didn't have the balance in my account, you know, had to put some groceries up, uh, embarrassing, you know, it, it's not glamor at the beginning, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle, but the only way to be big is to go through the struggle, you know, absolutely. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm about to open another one here soon. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to get into that, but I, I want to go back a little bit. Um, you said, you know, obviously you've, you've been, been around for a while. How have things like changed over the years? Cause you, you mentioned, you know, digital wasn't really a thing back when you first yeah. got started. So you know, what are some things and, that's changed over the years? Yeah. The, the biggest thing I would say is back then you're forced to actually learn what it takes to make it in a business now with social media to pretend um i would say 90 percent of the people on instagram in the fitness world is it's all fake business it's showing you know pictures with the cars and success and man honestly if you saw my my whole life on it it's not glamorous at the, the majority of it it's a lot of struggle a lot of learning um so so you erase all the stuff that you could do through marketing on social media um and i suggest trainers do this is the paper world and the tangible stuff marketing is lost right now so imagine if you were the only trainer in your area that started making flyers started making uh zip drives or whatever of of uh uh so what I would do is I would make, I'd burn CDs and I would get labels, <laughs> my, my, uh, uh, logo, tape it on the CDs, um, make CD covers, um, on the CDs, I would put exercises on there. I'd have my business card. I would slide it in there and I would make hundreds of them and pass it out. Um, no one does that anymore. Um, they, want to just open up a Facebook page or Instagram and they don't really try to connect to people and really mm -hmm. fitness is about making connections. I mean, whether it's business or clients, it's that human to human connection, you know? Um, and I think the art of sales and how to get customers isn't really taught, you know, um, a lot of these companies that try to, you know, hey, I'll get you clients, and they're doing it in a way that's not really educating uh, uh, new trainers or new people wanting to get in the industry. Um, so, you know, my biggest thing is uh, you have to learn how to to build those relationships. You know, you got to get people to like you first, right? To to be able to um, want to spend money on you. You know, so if you can't get to that point, you are going to struggle. You know, it's going to be hard to get those 
those clients. Right now, I've got about 70 clients. So, um, so I'm in a different position on how I get clients than how you should at the beginning. Beginners try to do what people have been in the industry for 10 years do. And it's just the wrong way of going about it. It's just like when I train an athlete, a high schooler, I would not train. They don't need to do the same thing as a pro. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what people tend to do. Oh, they're a pro. So, or their experience, I want to do what they do. But that's a whole different world of things. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely for sure. Um, and I noticed you, uh, you have, like, I was trying to look at your accomplishments and we, we ain't got time to uh, go over all of them because it's, it's a lot. But, <laughs> but I wanted, like, how has being like a fitness professional, like, helped you, like, get into other opportunities because i mean you you've written a book you have your own podcast yeah. like you've done a lot so would you contribute all of that stuff going back to the roots of being like a, a fitness professional yeah so there is a story behind how i got into that so the first few years of my career in it um i'm a big introvert so there's a lot of things i've had to overcome to be in the public eye because my confidence level on that stuff is was really low like i didn't think i knew enough i I wasn't worthy i guess you could say um of my peers uh so i I, for the first five years man i dove into educating myself there just went my camera i don't know why that just happened hold on one sec you're good there we go I got it on this uh, one of those gimbals, gimbals or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got one of those too. <laughs> yeah, it, it just shut off on me. Um, but uh, first five years, I was diving into educating about human movement and more of the stuff you can't learn in college. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, at one point, I was at a a baseball game of my youngest uh, or my oldest son now. Um, and I was listening to this guy about marketing and media and, and how that's important to, to get into article writing and stuff like that. Well, dang it. I'm just going to have to hold this. Um, but uh, uh, I never really knew much about marketing and, and writing articles because I never thought about it because I didn't think I was good enough. And to get into that, it costs money like it. To, to get in a book, it's not free. Someone has to pay for it. Um, to do the uh, uh, public relations side of it, to get more eyes on it nationally, you have to pay people. Like that, that stuff just doesn't go out nationally. Um, to guy, kind of give an idea for someone to be a bestseller, uh, a New York bestseller, costs millions. So you don't become a New York bestseller by just writing. You, that person either has to get someone famous put on there. That's why you always see those joint ones uh, that has someone mm-hmm. famous with a writer. Um, the, the writer is the actual person writing. The famous person is the PR. So if you don't have that famous person, it costs millions of dollars just to make it to uh, a New York bestseller. Um, so I didn't want to go that route. I don't have, I didn't have millions to do that. 
I was like, man, I need to get into writing. I have a lot of ideas in my head over the five years of uh, learning and designing myself. Um, so I had to make a decision on investing in myself. And I would say that's one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs start backing away from is like when you start talking about how much they have to spend to get into that, that's the first question is how much is it? That should be the last question. Who cares mm -hmm. how much it is if your returns a hundred percent, you see what I'm saying? So I had to mentally get over that part because I always thought, how much is it? I didn't ever look at what is my return on investment. Does that make sense? That's what matters in business. It's not how much you're spending Absolutely. on the front end. It's how much is that going to make you? So I had to get over that obstacle. And then once I got over that obstacle, I started investing. I went to masterminds. I started meeting people that were making 10 figures in the fitness industry. I had to uh, uh, start looking at how much of my money that I made in a year could I put back into learning? Not in books, but of meeting people, of writing articles, getting in on spots in magazines. H how do you, how do I uh, uh, do all that? And then how do I use that for my return on investment? Does that make sense? So, okay. so I, I would say that is the biggest part is, it's not the writing part is can you get past like if I'm going to dump $20,000 into the series of things that I'm going to do that eventually over time will make me a hundred thousand. So not, I didn't have $20,000, you know, at that time. So then I started thinking, okay, how do I borrow it? Like, cause you know, so the, my mentors, when I love them to death, I'm so glad they talked me into it, is you had to figure out ways to borrow it. Was it from some family, a loan? So it, at that point, I couldn't go, I'm going to wait a year. I had to make it happen then. Because if you let opportunities pass, they're past. And that's what you don't want to happen is let those opportunities pass. And a lot of times it's about being prepared. You know, so there's many things I do to learn, whether it's to learn or get involved in something that's not going to have a return immediately. It's going to open opportunities as they come over the next five years, you know, and this gym is a good example is I did a lot of things to get me prepared. So once an investor heard and saw all the things I've done, they're willing to jump on board. Does that make sense? So they're, they're, I couldn't go, hey, wait a year and I'm going to do all these things now and then I'm going to come back to you. It's too late at that point. You know, so people call me lucky. They call me what they want. I was just prepared. I, I've been for 10 years yeah, preparing yeah. myself for all the big opportunities later. People never look at the struggle. They always look at it when somebody's at the top. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's what I hate about 
a lot about society. They they never want to, they always want to demonize people once they make it, but they don't think about the 18, 20 years of, of the struggle and getting told no and, you know, barely yes. making it. They just want to look, oh, this person has this or this person has that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, it's, yes, and it's, some, yes. it's, it's really a slap in the face to people that's, you know, busted their ass those years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, mine was overnight 20 years. <laughs> you know, it took, <laughs> took me. I was about what I hope. Are you still uh, with the people that, that have been in it longer than me, uh, that have been really successful? It takes about 15 to 25 years. They all have been through it. No one was, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, you got that small percentage. Um, but it's about 15 years minimum of really busting it and building and building and building big. Um, is two year, five year, eight year. Main uh, 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 should be really learning, developing. You still mm -hmm. there? Absolutely. So, so now I want to get into to, to your actual your actual gym, your actual facility. So, Sync Fitness and Movement. I, I I've been following you on on social media for um for a couple years, a few years actually. And I, I remember right around the time you opened it, it was around like what, 2014 or 15? Was that when you first opened? Uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015. Okay. Yeah. How, how did you come up with the with the idea of of not just the name sync fitness and movement, but the entire concept. Cause I've heard you refer to yourself and some of your other trainers as movement specialists. And I mean, I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot, you know, it, 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 it would have been easy for you just to say Warren's gym or Warren's fitness. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yes. the whole concept yeah. of sync fitness and movement is pretty neat to me. So how did you come up with it? Yeah. Um, as I, in, in my career is learning as a, as a coach, um, I started figuring out that athleticism is the commonality of everyone's goals, whether you're not athlete or you're an athlete. So um, movement was huge. Um, so what I would do um, when I would have a client in, in the uh, earlier days that would quit, I wouldn't just let them quit. I would call them and find out why. Like, uh, you know, and what I found a lot of times it was their motivation, but there were some underlying causes of loss of motivation. So it was their belief that they couldn't get any better or they were hurt. They hurt. And when they would take off, they would feel better. Um, so that's when I started getting into human movement. And I started surrounding myself with coaches in the, in the athlete world that was big on that, that, that you didn't see in the mainstream because they didn't care about being known. Um, mm -hmm. It's not the importance, you know? Um, and uh, that's where the, the sinking 
of fitness and movement comes in. So I always, that's kind of one of my thing is, yeah, I want people to be, have be fit, but I want their movement patterns to be crisp. So it's going to keep them with me longer. Uh, if they try to leave me, they're going to start hurting again. So longevity. Um, and, uh, uh, the sink part, my wife helped me out with that. So, um, she, uh, she came up with the word sink, you know, cause she saw me, she's, she was with me from day one. And, uh, 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 she saw that that's how I kind of thought about things, you know? Um, and then the gym, the layout was important to me. So through all those years and being in other gyms, I knew all the complaints from customers, uh, the, the things that really mattered to people. And that's where I came out with the layout. Um, uh, cleanliness is important. Clean lines, the cause, you know, the way it looked, the way you feel when you go in the gym. Um, and then the smoothness of your workouts, uh, of zoning everything in the right place. So you could actually get a fluid workout and not be crowded. Um, and uh, that, that's where I came out with the whole concept is I didn't know it was going to work. It was one of those things where I was just going off of what I've experienced, saw. Um, and I, I think too many people with gyms get too much into the type of equipment. Like this is I carry in or this is rogue or I got more into <laughs> what is the functionality of the exercise? What ones weren't really good exercise? And I got rid of that kind of stuff. I didn't care about getting the gym member that cared about whether there's that type of equipment. If I, if I saw that it actually hurt people, I don't, I didn't want it in my gym. So mm -hmm. uh, that what I knew would happen is the people that would come in, it would funnel them towards the right exercises without me having to be there. So as a gym, they don't really realize that why do I feel like I get a better exercise at this gym than at another gym? It's because of the flow. They're forced to use exercise and certain equipment that actually makes them more athletic without me actually having to coach them through it. So that was important. How do I get members to have a good experience? You know, and they can't put their finger on there. Like, There's just something about it. I don't know. And so I have, I knew I was, I nailed it whenever I started getting people that travel, going to other places, going to other gyms, and they'd come back and they were like, Warren, you've spoiled me. Like, this gym is like, like, like I see why I love this gym because they, they go to all these, you know, whether it's big gyms or big corporate gyms or just other areas. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm on to something. You know, same thing with my training style. I knew I was on to something whenever I was keeping clients for 10 years, you know, on a big scale. It wasn't just like one or two people. I was like, man, yeah. I, I know I got to be. Again, That then my, my uh, uh, insecurities would try to say, no, you don't really know what you're talking about, Warren. So that would force me to really dig in more of the research and, and, and what's going on. So, um, and I'm a big believer you're the sum of the five top people 
you follow and really uh, uh, soak in. Um, and and so I, I I think I got that net now of of people that uh, are really legit on the up and up in the fitness world. You know, I don't make all this up. And that's the thing too is. Um, no one creates all this. This is a manifestation of years of learning, failures, mm -hmm. getting rid of the failures, making adjustments. To this day, I still adjust things. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not going to stay and think what I believe right now is what I should believe in a year. You know, so that's where the ego, you have to drop the ego and go, man, I've been doing this style a little bit wrong. Let's modify it, make it better, you know? And that's what I do through all my programs, my business, my life, relationships, all those things, my own fitness, those have to evolve. You cannot think I got it set. I'm the, at the best it can be. I'm the best husband that could ever be. No, I'm the best person to my friends. And, you know, no, you're always evolving, you know? And you got to have that mindset. Ah. Just like this, this uh, man, device I, I, I got I'll here. I tell you what, man. <laughs> one one of my um, one, one of my frat brothers actually worked with you, uh, Dre Zeno. He uh, oh, yeah, he works yeah, with you. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. He, he he told me he's like, man, Warren is a is a walking encyclopedia. Man, he he's true. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, like I said, that that internal, like my earlier days, man. Uh, I just I, I knew I wasn't a great. I was horrible in school. Like, like I'm a, I'm a professional C student, you know, and, and I, I know I'm, I'm horrible at retain, retaining things, especially if I don't, if I'm not interested. So I'm super interested in, in, in fitness and, uh, but I have to repeat, learn. I have to really look at things and read it again and but when i do that it just really sticks in my mind you know and i think that's what a lot of people do too yes. is is it's not good enough to learn something and then forget about it like in fitness yeah. you have to really dive deep like like the layers of things of understanding all those layers and it takes a long time to learn it but once you learn it and you learn the foundation, then you can build more and more and more and more knowledge. You know, I don't see knowledge as like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a kickboxer instructor now. Okay. You know, it's, do you understand the science of kickboxing? That's what I'm interested in. Like you understand the science of a kick. You understand what muscles make a kick happen. Do you understand what causes injury in kicks? Do you understand, how to be the most efficient in the kick. You see what I'm saying? That's the level of stuff to learn. And then as a trainer, it, that branches to everything, you know, uh, developing muscle to fat loss to, th then you get into the psyche of people, you know? Um, I started a master's degree in uh, uh, exercise psychology but I, I okay. didn't finish it because I was like, okay, there's no return on investment on this because I'm not, yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> um, but I was just interested in understanding some of it, you know, and that's why I did it. I didn't do it to get the degree. I just wanted to go through a lot of classes to learn it. 
I didn't care to flash a, Hey, I have a master's degree or a PhD. That, that means nothing to me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. the knowledge is what matters, you know? So I think absolutely. also people get too caught up in the letters, you know, how much of it do you know? That's what matters. Yeah. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, earlier in the interview that you were uh, working on opening another gym. Are, are you are you like franchising or or what 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 are, what are you doing not now? not sync? Um, and uh, it's I can't disclose everything yet. Um, but yes, it's going to be a franchise. I'm, I'm developing a okay. franchise. So okay. um, we're going through the beginning stages because my hope is, you know, I thought about franchising sync, but the startup cost is so high, dude. Like, like when, when I say it breaks you, you're talking about yeah. a minimum half a million dollar in debt off the bat. So it's not practical for beginners. Like it's just, I would never suggest someone to just open up the reason I was successful is I already had a really good, sound, personal training, successful business that when I come in, I was able to cover it until the gym part built. That's why gyms fail so much. People go into it with nothing. You cannot do that. Like you need a groundwork before you start something bigger. Makes sense. So you, you wouldn't start, per, you know, to start personal training, you wouldn't start opening a studio. You start in your yeah. garage and then you build from there. It would be insane to rent, to you know, pay utilities, pay employees, I mean, without any groundwork so or foundation set. So I want to start a franchise that has a very low uh, uh, overhead for begin more towards the beginning stage, not beginner beginners, but people, trainers and coaches that have established, but need that business model to have to take off running. So that that's what I'm starting. So, um, but I'll definitely let you know about it. Cause I'm, that's one thing is, is I want that legacy business to be something that helps other entrepreneurs okay. build the beginning stages of, of, of business. Um, and then if they're successful there, then they have something to build up off of. Yeah, that's, that sounds awesome, man. Uh, I, this this sounds like a dumb question because that, that's that's a lot to have going on, but, but what, what other things do you have planned for, for, for this year specifically? Um, another business. <laughs> so I got two. Um, this one I could say more about. Um, it's going to be more uh, geared towards athletes. Um, okay. uh, I see there is a need. Um, I don't like bragging. I don't like seeing downing anything. Do, do brag. If, if you, if you, well, it's not bragging. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's just the truth. I don't like downing other businesses too, but. But there's a huge disconnect between performance training and being legit. Um, it's easy to trick parents. And I see too much performance businesses, I guess, taking advantage of the natural development in youth already. 
So for example, I could train some youth athletes and in two years, of course, they're going to be better. They're older. <laughs> if they go from 10 years old to 12 years old. Of course, they're going to be better. Should I take the credit of that? No, no. So I have the knowledge base of what actually increases their potential down the road. So every kid has a thing. So I'm not worried about that natural development. I want to increase their ceiling for later. So I want to change a kid's chance of getting into a JUCO college, of not being able to, to play sports in the JUCO college to be able to play, or a kid that would only be able to make it to Division three school. Now they have a chance to be in Division one, or a kid that okay. would – be able to be in division one, but now they have maybe a chance of being recruited professionally. Now I have record. I've trained professional athletes. I've gotten kids to, to levels, their, their uh, peak performance levels to now they're getting recruited by professional, uh, professional organizations. I got kids that would be third string high school, now first string. So it's all about raising that ceiling for them. And then that's where the lack of. So I want to implement that and then team up with uh, coaches that teach skill. I'm not a skill coach. I don't teach how to swing a baseball bat or shoot a ball. I am all about increasing athleticism, you know. So um, I'm in the just very baby uh, beginning stages of developing that. Okay. Sounds good, man. So, so what's some advice yeah. that you would give? You, you, you were given some really good, really good pointers already, but what's some advice you would give to other fitness professionals in 2022? Cause like you said, man, it's a lot of fake stuff on social media and that's easy to get caught up in. So, so like what, what's some advice from a real, somebody that's, that's been through a lot of stuff. What, what's some advice you would give to other fitness pros? All right. What I do when I coach other uh, entrepreneurs is if you don't know where you want to go, where, where your end is, then how are you going to get there? Like, it, I, it's my biggest pet peeve when I ask that question. They're like, I, I don't know. Well, there's your first problem. Well, you don't even know where you want to get it, you know? And then once you find that out, reverse engineer, like you need to take, okay, where you want to be and then start taking steps back to all the way into the, where you're at. It's all reverse engineering. I didn't like hope I get to this point. It's all planned. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to get to this point. I would say uh, goal is to make, an X amount. And then to make that X amount, how many hours am I willing to work a day in a week? And then to make that X amount, the amount of hours I work, how much do I have to charge? And then how much I have to charge, what kind of program am I looking at to develop to be able to charge that much? And then you back up even further. What do I need to know to be able to develop a program like that to charge that much to make that much? Does that make sense? So you have Absolutely. to backtrack. 
because you can't get to that point. You're not just going to magically make a half a million dollars a year because you're a badass. <laughs> there's a lot of badasses <laughs> out there that make nothing. And there's a lot, a lot of, of broke badasses making half a million, you know? <laughs> so the, 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 the dummies that make a half a million understood that they needed to reverse engineer and put things in place to make it possible. You know, and, and you have to do that. Now let's go all the way back to the, the, the beginning position is, do you even know your clientele? Who are you talking to when you market? If you have no clue, you're talking to no one then. If you're just spitting out stuff on social media and you have no clue who you're talking to, who's going to listen to you? Your yeah. friends and family, and that's it. No one else cares what you have to say because you're not talking to them. If your clientele is women, weight loss for women, and you talk about yourself, you're not going to get them. They care less about you. See what I'm saying? So you got to really focus and narrow your focus on who you're talking to when you're doing your marketing, when you're trying to get clientele. And then we'll go even to what are you saying to them? If you don't have a strategy of laying out how you're talking to them, what you're saying, are you covering objections? This is where the sales part comes in. Sales isn't a bad thing. It's actually something that teaches you to understand your customer more. So when mm -hmm. I talk to someone, I have a true understanding of them. And it comes, if, if I'm just talking to them thinking, oh, I just want to make a sale. I just want to, I'm just trying to make money. You're not going to get anywhere. You have to have a true, deep core want to help that person. Now, if you have that true core, deep want to help that person, but you didn't take time to understand them or what it is you need to know about them, then that's a problem. You can't succeed if you don't understand those things. You know, what, what is it yeah, that drives them to want to lose their stomach? Is it really because they want to wear a crop top? No, has nothing to do with that. The average person has underlying it's I call it their whys. Why do they want that? It's usually I want to have self-confidence. Why do they mm -hmm. want to have self-confidence? Because my spouse, see, it goes deeper. And once you start understanding those things and, and then you design your programs to capitalize on that. And then your value, if someone says, yeah. you know, say you charge $300 an hour, why would someone say, no, nah, I don't want to do that because they don't see the value in it. But if you design something to make it in their mind, go, wow, that's worth $300 because that is spot on to what I need is going to actually help me in my future. They will go and sell all their shoes to pay you that $300. There's not a such thing <laughs> as someone, everyone buys shoes they can't afford, but mm -hmm. why did they buy them? 
the value was there. No yep. one goes, it's all about the value. Like, is it worth it for them? So stop thinking about, oh, is this cheap enough for them to afford it from their banking account? No, did you make something that is actually genuinely going to help them with all their problems? And once you figure that out, you can see that there's really no value on it. Like, like the value is whatever you say it is. Absolutely. Yeah, people, what I've noticed is people will, once they, like you said, once they find value in something, they don't, you could charge a hundred or a thousand dollars. They'll pay for yeah. it. If they feel like it's valuable for them, they'll find a way yes. to pay for it. Like you said, yes. we all got stuff that we, you know, bought that we really didn't need, but we just saw value in it. <laughs> yes yes i mean i saw value in it with, with yeah everyone does it you know cars i mean who really needs a car that goes faster than what you go on the interstate but we yeah. all get you know cars why why do we need new uh the the good tires why don't we just all go and buy used tires every time you know <laughs> it's the value you know why do we get rims yep. that look a little bit cool the value i mean it, it's it makes you feel good it, it's maybe your representation mm -hmm. of you you know so yep. that that value part is 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 massive it's 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 a game changer you know if you could tap and really understand that then you know as a business owner that goes a long way you know um Absolutely. but uh uh you know, I, I would say that's a big hurdle of everyone. Everyone tries to go into discount. And, and I see a lot of uh, coaches overcharge. I'm like, there's no value. You're kind of ripping people off. You know, if, if you mm -hmm. haven't put yourself through not just the knowledge, but what are you able to do at the end result? You know, so here's a little secret I do. Is I go through and everything I charge I evaluate how much money I'm going to save that person down the road. Because ethically, I don't want to take, say in a year, someone pays me $15,000. I want them saving more than that. So how much do you value life? That person value life. How much doctor bills am I going to save them? How much am I going to save them on health detriments how much am i going to save them on their confidence that's going to maybe give them an opportunity in a new job so i'm evaluating all those things you know where are they in life are they job hunting mm -hmm. well if i could get them because it's proven if you're more fit and more attractive you're going to get a better paying job if if you look vibrant and you have the energy you're going to get a better paying job it's just the way it is you know you gotta think if you own a company who are you going to hire <laughs> it's just the way it works you're not going to hire the person that is demotivated or their heads down they look out of shape you know you're going to go for the person that is going to you're going to see that's going to give you more so i look at all that and then as you know they give me time to prove it to them and then when they succeed 
they keep you for life because they see that, hey, wow, even though I'm paying him, my investment return is huge because I'm with Warren or mm-hmm. you know, Charles. Like I cannot, I cannot afford not to have them. And when you start getting feedback, I care less about someone saying, I love Warren because I lost five inches on my stomach. Those are short term for me. I want someone to go, I love Warren because now I have no pain. I don't have to go and see the doctor anymore. I'm off the three meds. I got a better job. My spouse loves me so much more because I'm doing more with them. Those are true value things. And it's hard to put a dollar sign on that, you know? Um, So that that value factor is huge. You know, I did an online thing. I spent $35,000 on developing all the digital stuff. All right. So I sell it nationally, but I give it free to my clients because it's not taking any more time for me, but it's, it's, increasing their success levels through the roof you know why Mm -hmm. would i charge them on that you know i'm I'm, I'm selling it separate for other people but why not just give it to them you know and if they're getting higher levels of success it helps my business see so so all these layer of things sometimes you don't need to charge for everything you know yeah i I buy eight thousand dollars worth of shirts for the gym I give them all free. Yeah, I can make some money. It's not on my interest. You know, I want to give back. You know, um, I do uh, bracelets. I do keychains. I don't charge. I just, man, if you're a member here or my client here, man, uh, I thank you so much. You know, so there's a certain point of giving too. But if you look at the list of everything I offer in a program, can you see me? Hear me? Uh, hold on a second. Can you hear me? I have a little technical difficulty. Can you hear me now? The audio went out. All right, I'm back. Are you Cut good? Me out. <laughs> I was like, "What the heck?" I, I just. All right, bud. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's the 
you see why it takes so long. Like, like everyone just don't get in a hurry. Like, and, and when I say six months is like a beginner, two years is a beginner. Don't look at it like mm -hmm. I've been doing this for so long. I expect so much, you know, um, you got to always build and imagine if you're yeah. always, if, if every year you haven't built, you know, then you're not going to move forward. I mean, it's just common sense stuff, you know, now my younger days, I'm 46, man, I used to be able to stay up to two in the morning, get up at four. And I used to have the mentality, man, I got to develop stuff, uh, to get five years ahead in one year. And I encourage people to do that, like push it hard. Like I, I got, I dabbled into learning how to develop a website, you know, um, learn those things. And there's a lot to learn that isn't directly fitness. It's just general mm -hmm. uh, marketing, uh, how to do Facebook ads, um, how to make video videos, the future, man. Like, like if, if if you're not good at video you're left behind like these younger people coming up are going to dominate you like they're going to destroy your business you have to be good at it and it has to be high quality and it has to look professional there's so many apps and technology out there now um so an investment in a good uh um uh, uh camera a good uh, phones now um, are really good on the, on the video, um, but good software, um, you know, you're doing awesome with the podcasts, you know, so uh, stuff like that, getting into that, there's, a, there's things that you learn that you don't really realize, oh my God, that was a, a nugget that's going to be really important for this other business, you know, um, so I'm in a way, I'm a minor expert in marketing, I'm a expert in sales i'm an expert in training athletes i'm an expert in injury prevention i'm an expert in running a gym i'm an expert in accounting i'm a you know <laughs> I, i've had to learn all these things you know accounting is really important you know investing H how do i mm -hmm. how much money should i put back into my business maybe i shouldn't buy a new car maybe i want i want that uh GMC SUV, it's $80,000. So I'm going to wait five years. I'm going to invest $80,000 over five, five years back into my business, whether it's going to mastermind, self-development, um, stop buying equipment, invest in yourself. Like do not put money in stocks. Do not put money in IRAs. Put it in yourself in the beginning. You're too young to invest in that stuff. You're not going to get anything out of it. Inflation will overpower that stuff in 40 years, mm -hmm. but it will not overpower developing yourself. You know, I have put way over six figures in developing myself, paying other coaches, paying, uh, uh, like I, I got an expert in, in video because I hired and, and a guy that I met in a mastermind that his company is about producing videos. He's done uh, uh, videos for Wu-Tang Clan to um, Tim Ferriss to, heck yeah, I want to be his friend. <laughs> like, like, why wouldn't I? 
I mean, he's a cool dude. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not just yeah, his friend yeah, because yeah. of that. But when I went to the mastermind, that's a huge network connection. And I wanted to learn from him. Awesome dude, man. I love him. He's one of my best friends. You know, I do the, anything in the world for him. Lives up north. I would fly up there if he needed me to watch his dog. You know, um, but he's done more for me than he even knows just by sharing knowledge, you know. But the mm -hmm. only way to do that is I had to spend a $5,000 to go to a weekend mastermind. Now, people would go, oh, I came back from mastermind. I didn't get anything from it. I didn't see it that way. I was like, oh, my God, I, I made three friends that have way more successful than me. And then they're in segments of, of an industry that I need for my industry. So yeah. you can't look yes, at things just in a in the front cost, you know, uh, you know, me and this coach that's uh, going to be doing this uh, athlete thing. We don't need a bunch of fancy equipment. That That's not what we should be investing our money in, you know? So it's same thing as a new trainer. They, they got to invest a certain amount of, I would say majority. And I wish I would have done that earlier. I, I didn't. I didn't have anybody to teach me. You know, I, I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to get me a, I got me a jacked up truck and, you know, <laughs> you know, spin it, got shoes. And man, I would be even further along now than I am if I would have done things right the first five to 10 years, you know? So, um, so look at developing yourself, not certifications, learning other things, meeting people, I mean, imagine if you met 10 people that own eight to 12 figure businesses and you actually got to know them, how could mm -hmm. you fail? Like you would know every secret there is and you'd have people to call, you know, if you're having trouble, get suggestions. When I opened a gym, some of my mentors were like, don't do it. Don't do any nut and bolt business do only online but i had this gut feeling i was like uh no I, I think i could i have some ideas about this you know so uh you know how my business grew during covid because i understood things i didn't a lot of people jumped the gun and went online i was like y'all are making big mistake y'all are burning mm -hmm. some things y'all ruining everything you already built um, and the nuts and bolts side of things, you know, don't pivot away from things, adjust things, modify them, you know, and keep on building off of that, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll talk your ear off on that. <laughs> Man, I, I, I've, I've, I've talked to a couple different people in various businesses, uh, restaurants and other stuff that business like grew during COVID. Cause instead of looking at it as like a negative thing, they looked at it as like, how can I add another sort of revenue stream? Because people it. are gonna need yeah. the, they're gonna need the service regardless of what's going on. So instead of exactly. saying, oh, we can't do this, oh, okay, well, how how can I do it this way? And I mean, people's yeah. businesses have, have gotten you know way bigger, and, and they wouldn't have you know if if it wasn't for COVID. Instead of looking at it as like, oh, woe is me, you know, it, it was a you know not not saying a blessing in that, but I mean it caused them to think differently. Yeah. Yeah. And you figure things out. You're like, oh, damn, I was lacking here. 
like because it forced you to kind of really evaluate your your business like wow you know mm-hmm. there, that's a whole area that i didn't see because everything was going good and yeah. now i'm seeing my detriments and and i could actually improve service now you know and that's what i i it forced me to do is it forced me to dive into my where i was lacking and really bump up the level so then when everything everything cleared out got a little bit better and things started opening my business was the the quality was a lot bigger i was more systematic i had more things lined out i was more efficient mm-hmm. you know all these things you know uh, i contributed to the the uptick you know of, of the business I'll tell you what, man. I, I've only been doing this podcast for a year, man. But this, this this interview right here is probably this, this is my favorite. I mean, it's oh man, I appreciate it's great, it, great man. Awesome, this is uh, I appreciate yeah. it. I tell you what, man. When I I plan on doing a lot more stuff in Conway this year because other other business ventures. But whenever I'm down there, man, I gotta I gotta look you up, man. We can go out and grab. Yeah, grab man. Anytime, dude. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, brother. Um, I'm just I. I I have very few friends, <laughs> um, uh, but I always welcome more because I don't have enough. <laughs> Sometimes when you get caught up in, in developing, you know, just time gets away from me. And before I know it, a year is gone. I'm like, dang, man, I, you know, I was so engulfing, you know, with COVID and everything, it, it kind of, uh, it was harder, you know, it was a lot more work. I made joke is whenever the shutdown did happen, I was like, I'm like, man, I'm working more hours than I did when everything was open, you know? Um, I was like, this is crazy, you know? Um, Cause online is tougher, like to, oh, to yeah, have that yeah. quality. I'm big on quality. And I was like, there's no way to have the volume I have online to have that quality, you know? So I had to put a lot more hours into it. Because, you know, people don't realize just to do the podcast, there's a lot of work behind the scenes, you know, editing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's not just like the the time that you spend on it. It's the prep. It's the communication. It's the the after uh, posting it and, you know, all that stuff, you know. And then when you have clients, it's the same thing. Prepping. It's, you know, in person at least they're here and you could do things uh, as they're going, but on video, you have to have everything lined out. You have to be able to communicate because there's that barrier, you know, you're not in person. And uh, um, you know, that, that made me learn a lot more on that as well. So, so one more question before I let you go, Um, not, not business related. Like what does, what does Warren Martin like to do in his free time? Just putting putting business aside, like what 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 does he like to yeah. do? You know, just on a you know just to, to Honestly, let loose a little bit. That's one big reason why I am developing this franchise. Because one thing that's very important to me, and I guess this happens as you get older, is time is more valuable to me than money. Like money doesn't mean as much to me as being financially stable to have time with family and friends and to be creative. Because if you're busy, you cannot be creative. So 
it, it kills me when I can't be creative. And that's why I'm loving this new thing is I got out of the creativeness and was so consumed with so much training, so much business running that I feel stuck. So what I really enjoy the most is spending time with people I care about and seeing them enjoy things and then being able to be creative, like of thinking of new businesses or new programs or just to be able to think like it, it sounds so remedial, but to, to just be able to sit there and just brainstorm on things, discuss things, you know, and that's one thing the the world has gotten to is, no one really discusses, everyone argues, you know, and I miss the days and that's why I don't have tons of friends. My friends tend to be the ones that we like to debate against each other and, and still hug and high five, you know, and maybe not agree, uh, even whether it's fitness, family, how, you know, politics, whatever it is, I love having, mm-hmm discussion because i know i don't know everything and yeah yeah. i believe i'm maybe out of all knowing at five (laughs) percent you know um i love hearing people's perspectives i love it even though i just at the beginning maybe onset is um it's totally against what i believe but i like hearing it i love hearing the reasoning in their back because Sometimes it changes my mind, you know, Um, but I guess that's where I'm at. It's not the physical stuff, not the, not the shoes and the clothes. And, and I don't chase money. I I don't, not at all. I chase the success. I chase Mm -hmm. what impact does it have? You know, I mean, it is a good feeling to come in a gym and feel like everyone in here is family. And, I, I, you know, I've, I've done a couple of posts on this. This is my garage gym. You know, the garage was lonely. I work out by myself. Now I got a garage gym where I come in and all my friends are here, you know, <laughs> from morning to night. And, and I know I get to interact with 200 people a week. It's freaking awesome. You know, that's what I like. I don't feel like I work here. Uh, it's, People like, how do you work the hours? I don't work. I come and spend time with my friends, you know? So that's awesome. Um, but traveling is a big thing, you know? Uh, uh, I think we kind of get so cooped up in work where going places, uh, you know, we, we live once, man. And, and, you know, I've gone yeah. through the last few months, a lot of hardships, um, with health, with family, um, my wife had a stroke and you know, it's like, Oh, it's, it's good. And we're home now we're recovering, but it's, it's a wake up call. Like don't get so consumed with chasing money because that's not what's going to make you happy. It's just not, I wish I could say money makes you happy. It doesn't, you know, I remember the day was like, Man, I'd be happy to make fifty thousand a year. Oh, that's it. That's all I would want. And that comes, and you're like, oh, no, eighty, eighty, eighty's it. I promise. At that point, <laughs> Lord, if you're listening, 
you make me get to 80, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to be so happy. 80 comes. Uh, man, I, I need to make more to help more people. That's what another thing that people, I hate people that are successful in business. No, you got to make a certain amount to help more people, you know, to, to grow. So it's, it's, you can't chase the money. You got to, you know, if you're helping more people, you'll make more money. If you're genuine, you'll make more people. If you pull people with you, you're going to make more money. And, and when you make more money, you could pull even more people with you. And you can help even more people. And then if you make more money, you can maybe get more free time. And then you could develop more things. And you can innovate things. And you're like, okay, how can I help someone that does what I do? Instead of helping the client, you can help another colleague. You can, you know, it just manifest. This is the cycle, I think. And that's what I respect of all my mentors. It became they were helping clients. It became they're helping colleagues. It became they're developing systems to help. It became, you know, it, they, they just keep evolving that way. It's, none of them talk about money. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's that's the common thing I would say is none of them go, oh, I was trying to make a hundred thousand. Oh, I was trying to make a million. They're like, how many? How can I help more people? Where's the pain at? Where, where's the struggle at? You know. And, and you and other entrepreneurs, it's a, not everyone is an entrepreneur. You know, sometimes you got to kind of look at it and go, maybe my calling isn't to be an entrepreneur. You know, um, you know, not many people are willing to set up podcasts and go through it at the beginning. At the beginning, I remember starting mine and Dude, it was like no one looked at it. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah. why am I doing this? You know, but I was like, you know what? Me wanting views is an ego thing. What happens if 10 people watch it and it changed five of their lives? Good enough for me. Yep. Good enough. Maybe I'll, I'll change a couple more people's through all that work through podcasts, you know, and that's what, you know, but that's you keep on doing it and it grows. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. You know, you do a podcast for 10 years. I promise it's going to be huge. It doesn't go less. That's the thing. You just keep on driving forward and it grows. And then, you know, it brings you more business or it, it makes that impact, you know, and then, mm -hmm. or it might make you connect with someone that has impact in your life later, you know? So, you know, all those things, you know, uh, uh, I have to say that was the biggest thing with my podcast is it uh, it helped people connect to others that they wouldn't before, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's not always about money. That's, that's another nugget is, is don't chase money, chase helping people. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, man, I've been enjoyed this so much. I could talk to you for five more hours, but I'll uh <laughs> I'll let you go, man. And really enjoyed you coming on. I appreciate it and uh look forward, man, to, to you know connecting and getting together sometime this year. Yeah, man. Man, you got my uh, contact info. Man, dude, I'm gonna be mad at you if you don't get a hold of me this year, though. So make sure hey, the next time you're in I, town, I, man, holler at me. 
and uh, we'll grab some lunch or something and, and chat. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, man. You enjoy your enjoy your uh, Friday and your weekend, man. All right, man. Catch you later. All right. Bye. That was Warren Martin, uh, Sync Fitness and Movement. Great interview. I'll post all his links uh, below so you can uh, connect with him. All right. This was Bill Wellness Experience, Season 2, Episode 1. Catch you later.